uh, all right. We're talking to go about in AD with with something we want to talk about. And just what do you it. want to podcast about? Oh man, I was just like, do I want to talk about Wreck It Ralph, AKB, Rizontamonts? Because I'm actually really, I'm I'm really thinking about just straight up, just being like, all right, chapter blank of Rizontamont. Here we go. Yeah, I should really. I should finish reading Rizontamont. It's just so fucking grim that it's hard to get through. It's. It's fucking fantastic. I think it's the first manga that I was just like, damn it, I have to finish this. I also th- I don't think I've ever completed a manga online. I just find reading stuff on my computer so annoying. Yeah, it's awful. Ah. It is. Vertical, release Rizontamon, please. Lose more money. Do it. I feel like You're they... are not losing enough money in Gundam The Origin. <laughs> Lose money on that, too. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. Looks like, okay, I guess Samuel L. Jackson's going to be in a live-action anime movie. Of Kite? I don't know what Kite is. Oh, dude, Kite is this horrible show that a lot of people like. Um, And it's about, like, child assassins. It's sort of like one of those dark, kind of edgy 90s anime with loads of action scenes. But the thing is, the first Kite was actually a hentai. Like I, I'm a just really looking at I was just, just going to ask that. Hentai. I was just going to ask that, because I just looked on the Kite page, and it just said, object on the ANN, and just said, objectionable content pornography. Yeah, like, genuine, upfront, disturbing pornography. And, I mean, apparently the story is he had to put that in there, the creator, to get funding, but it is some disturbing fucking pornography. That, that is not a good show, in my opinion. <laughs> but a so lot I mean, of people like it, because it's porn. I don't know. People who have good tastes do like that. I think it's just because it's so like dark and grim, and the ending is really depressing. But the thing is, like, I'm sure that will not be made. But if that movie was created, and if it did come out and found a mainstream audience, then I can just imagine all the people who watched that movie, like, checking out the original anime, and be like, "Oh, this is this is pretty cool. Oh, this is going. Oh, oh no, <laughs> this is this is getting rapey up in here." Well, I mean, there's also important stuff about him shooting and writing or whatever, or him being in the next Captain America movie. So, I what, mean, Samuel Jackson? Yeah. Huh. In this ANN article, he's all like, uh, just like this random part where he, I think, like, they're going to be, I guess he's going to be, like, shooting this and uh, sh- shooting scenes for Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Nice. We don't know that the kite movie is getting made, though, do we? That's just, huh. like, in production. Uh, apparently, this is, this is like, in an interview with Samuel L. Jackson. He said he would shoot it. I don't know. I, mean, like I don't know the, if this is real or not. I'm sure it's real, but, like, you know, the Acura movie never got made. The Ghost in the Shell movie never got made. The only thing that really came to fruition was Speed Racer and Dragon Ball. Yeah. About as mainstream as you can get. Did you ever watch the Dragon Ball movie? Yeah, I saw that movie in theaters. Nice, nice. I saw it with all my friends, and they were just like, Jefferson, you are the worst person. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> so like bad. When I saw Cloverfield with my mom, she was like, Jefferson, you are the worst person. <laughs> I didn't think Cloverfield was that bad. I hated it. You hate, how can you hate Cloverfield? There's not enough content to hate in that movie. 
that's that's why I wanted I wanted to see the robe. I wanted to see the kaiju's. Like, don't tell me that there's a giant monster. Show me the monster. I I don't want I want handheld shaky camera, shitty kind of shitty guy man. running around. The guy who played the main character in that used to be a co-host in Red Bar, so I cannot hate it too much. Oh really? Yeah, and then he oh. had to disappear to shoot that movie. <laughs> Does he ever get on Redvar? No, I think uh, I think it's gone a little bit too racisty for him to be on it anymore. Oh yeah, I mean I know that it's changed over the years. <laughs> yeah, I know Mike didn't. Mike said he didn't used to drink for like five years of this on. Mike show. used to have restraint and used to have actual comedians on his show rather than just fans who he abuses for two hours. Yeah. <laughs> Like, Nice Peter, who's he's like a YouTube star now, used to be on that show. <laughs> and then they started saying the N-word. <laughs> and every episode, like, every after show, it seems like I listen to, it's just like him being like, you people, there are half of you who want, who want me to just talk seriously, and another half of you who just want me to be silly. I just want to be silly. I don't want to talk seriously. Like I has nothing of note to say. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Oh man. Okay. Well, I mean, I don't really care about Kite. Samuel Jackson's pretty cool, but I mean, honestly, I don't really like him beyond like the sort of internet love for him. Right. Beyond Pulp Fiction. So what else have you been in, Samuel Jackson? What else? Are you in by Shark? That was pretty good. I mean, like, he's cool. I don't hate him, but I mean, like... Apparently, he, like, has a collection of Lone Wolf and Cub manga, so... Yeah, I hear that's that's popular among among those people. Black people in Hollywood. <laughs> those people in Hollywood. Uh, I mean, I tried to read Lone Wolf and Cub. I tried to. Yeah. Didn't really like it. I've tried reading a, reading a lot of that guy's stuff. What's his name again? Um, Kazuo Koike? Yeah, and none of the stuff I've read by him has been crazy. It's all been kind of boring, and nothing really happens. Uh, I, re- I read the Mad Bull manga, or what was fan-lated. Fan-lated, I guess that's... What's the word? Scan-lated? Scan-lated? I call it fan-lated. Because uh, it's a bit... It sounds like it's fatter and more disgusting word than scanlation. Okay. But, uh, yeah... Whatever was scanlated of Mabel thirty four, and I love that. And and then I read Samurai Executioner and Lone Wolf and Cub, and thought this is some boring ass shit. Agreed, agreed. And also, like the editions were really tiny for some reason. They were like half the size for normal book. Yeah, and, like all the pictures are smaller. Yeah, what's up with that, guys? I don't, I don't understand. Like, so I can put it in my pocket and read some Samurai Executioner, the train. <laughs> I mean, like, admittedly, Samurai Executioner was. A bit more interesting than Lone Wolf and Cub, because there was this whole part where this guy's holding a girl prisoner, and he was just like, and the girl's just like, "What are we gonna eat and drink?" And he's like, "Piss into this." I, I knew it. I knew he'd say that. <laughs> well, they always say in Gekiga. Like that part was well, hilarious. He, the the rest of that was just kind of boring. It was just like this part where I, I think the only like notable part that I remember from reading that was just like a part where. A guy was just a young samurai was just wandering through, and and a woman just lying by the 
Creek and she says, Come over here. I'm gonna make you a man. And then he has to kill her later. And that's it. It sounds a lot more interesting than I remember it being. Uh I mean, yeah. I don't I don't remember anything from Lone Wolf and Cub. So I can remember like a few crazy parts. The Samurai Executioner. But I mean then again I was like fifteen when I read this. So did you ever try to read the Google 13 manga? Because Daryl said it was good. No. It. no. That's so boring. <laughs> like, nothing happens. I mean, it's just a bunch of ugly people. You know, something goes wrong. Google shows up and shoots somebody. <laughs> I love the OAV, but that manga is just, it's just boring and ugly. I thought, I, and don't you mean all the movies? tricks by Daryl Surratt. Don't you mean the movies? Uh, oh, they're movies, not OAVs? I thought they were just straight up movies. There's no way those are movies. Really? Yeah, the Dazaki movies? Maybe they're movies. I'm going to check. I, I, I'm i pretty confident they're movies, man. Man, that'd be great to watch those movies in the cinema. Yeah. Just you and a bunch of old Japanese dudes. I'm not going to lie. Like, I don't know if I've said this on a podcast before a mic or whatever, but it is my fantasy. To just show, like, Gundam F-91 at a movie theater. <laughs> just so that people will hate it, dude. Just F-91. <laughs> but I mean, like, Gogo uh, 13. The first Gogo Go 13 was a movie. The professional was a film. Okay, what about Queen Bee? That was no AV. Okay, all right. Oh, okay. <laughs> I wonder if that had a wide release. <laughs> we gotta get that in movie theaters. We gotta convince... Uh, Cinemark to do their classic movie yeah. runs. Criterion release of Google 13. <laughs> yes. Straight from Japan. It's just like Miyazaki, guys. <laughs> uh, man, it's just like I just realized something. It's like, damn it, I don't actually know a lot about movies. What am I doing in all these film classes. I don't know any of these names. I mean, like, I can go on and on about animu people, but I don't know any of this shit. Who the fuck is David Lynch? That was me, like, semester. How can you not know about David Lynch, dude? I know, you tell me about David Lynch, and I've heard of him. But I haven't seen any of his movies. uh, You can't be my friend and not know about David Lynch. It's like, I mention him all the time. I mean, you do mention him all the time. So, I mean, like, I know he's... I don't I even know if I like that direction. <laughs> I don't know anything about him except that he says some cool shit. He looks pretty cool, and I'm pretty confident his movies are pretty cool. But uh, you, should, you should check out his album. His album? Yeah. Did he release a rap album? He was, nah, it's just like a... I don't know what genre to call it except nightmare music. <laughs> but, uh, he does not have a singing voice. So it's just him, like, saying these really disturbing lyrics about childhood experiences. Did you just say lyrics? 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 Lyrics. I, I can't speak, Jeff. You know this. I forgot. Well, I mean, like, you've gotten just so much better over the years. My people. We don't speak English. <laughs> you don't. That's right. It's just like God. Okinawans don't speak Japanese. That's why the teachers had to beat it in them when they were at school. They speak Okinawan? Yeah. They still speak Okinawan. Sounds like a cool language. 
pretty sad Okinawan stories and Ainu stories, man. That was just literally like my final for my Japanese literature test. Cause like we we read all these cool like stuff. Like we read Tanizaki, we read Mishima, the crazy nationalist man who killed himself in the seventies. Yeah, I love just telling that story to people. I've never read anything he's written, but his life story is pretty fascinating. I, you know what? I have it right here. I'm going to send you his short story, Patriotism, right now. Because patriotism is so fantastic. There is so much sex that happens in it. It is great. There are like, there's at least like, I think it's like 14 pages. There's at least like two sex scenes. And it's all just like, and her, then he embraced and warmth and explosion of hot young passion and her beautiful soft white skin it's like what in the mountains of her breast wasn't that guy really gay uh i mean like i guess there were some parts where he's just like in the beautiful man young specimen but uh i didn't really it's mostly just like and then they had awesome beautiful sex and the world could see it or something like that Ah, oh, man, I had to bring it up. But yeah, we, we read all those, but then, then, like, the final was just, like, oh yeah, okay, we're just gonna talk about sad Okinawan stories and, and sad Ainu stories. Forget all that. Not important. So that was kind of disappointing, but, uh, yeah. Uh, can't find it. Where'd it go? Ishima. Pretty terrible at, like, reading anything, anyway. Oh, don't, this is short, don't worry. I'm lazy when it comes to reading. This is short. <clears throat> yeah. But at some point, you have to read that, like, Kinsborough OA short story I sent you. It is so funny. I probably never will. I did read uh, Japan's Database Animals. Did you actually finish that? I did not finish it, but I got I got about enough into there. I, I got to the Gundam stuff, which is all I really cared about. <laughs> which I thought was fucking fascinating and kind of not based on much. Like he makes a lot of really general statements about backing much up. He, yeah, he creates a lot of narratives, which I feel are rarely you know accurate, but still really interesting. And I kind of agree with him in a lot of stuff. Yeah, I mean, like, I feel like we both share the same biases, <laughs> which makes me very happy. Yeah, I mean, kind of. Like, the way he writes that kind of makes me think of Slavoj Zizek. And, um, I've, I've sent you, like, some funny gifs. I'm just like, like, remember the Kesha stuff that I was sending you earlier? Yeah. yeah. Where it's, it's just, like, fantasy, like, desire, we have to be taught to desire or something like that. But that's, that's Zizek stuff. And literally, Zizek is kind of the same way. And he's just like, isn't that the logic of capital? And, like, he just makes these, like, somewhat vague general statements. And, like, he just says them. He doesn't really, like, prove them. And he's like, you know, the sound of music was against fascism. But it also proposed fascism in its place. Weren't the people and the nuns also fascists? Like, what? (laughs) What? Just putting a lot of narratives there. A lot of very (laughs) wide-ranging narratives. Yeah. I mean, the whole way he describes, like, the the fandom of Gundam and the appeal of Gundam, I think, makes so much sense. And, yeah. like, he articulated what I always kind of felt, but wasn't able to put into words. It was kind of that the whole 
idea behind Gundam and the whole appeal of Gundam is just like this massive amount of world building. And, you know, the, the anime is almost just like a way to get into that world. And from there, you kind of study the different timelines and mobile suit specifications. Like, basically, the conclusion he comes to is like, Gundam is the most autistic franchise out there. <laughs> it's just the people who are so wrapped up in the minutia of that universe. Yeah, and I, I know that he kind of makes the same kind of statement about Evangelion, doesn't he? Because I don't exactly remember. It's been a while. It kind of says, uh, yeah, well, for me too, but he kind of, if I remember correctly, he says the opposite thing. Which is like, in Gundam, the characters almost don't matter. It's the world that is important. And in Evangelion, the world and the sci-fi elements and even the mecha elements aren't that important anymore. It's much more like a micro level of the individual characters and, the, and you know, the girls and the, uh, uh, the lines. Okay, alright. And, okay. and there's the sort of animalization. Well, he makes this really general statement that, like, he, he sort of argues that as Gundam was airing, there were these grand narratives of, like, the Cold War um, and also World War II in recent memory. And he kind of argues that, you know, as the world has become more connected and Internet has become more of a thing, and also, like, as the, these kind of international issues feel less uh, far-reaching, that we've swayed more towards these sort of smaller character-based stories. Ah, but doesn't really give a lot to back that idea up, I don't think. Hmm. It isn't interesting. And I think that feeds into the whole animalization thing. But. All right. Okay. I mean, I never really... I mean, like, I read him, but I didn't really get that far. Because I got distracted. Because I always get distracted. I'm like the guy from Caligari trying to be smart and reading books. But nope, he gets distracted easily. But, uh... I, I, the thing that he said, though, that I find so depressing. Um, like the conclusion he seems to come to in that book is like Ariku culture is at the point where an anime series does not have to be a quality work, and the viewer does not have to find it a quality work for it to be successful. Like he argues that it's gotten to the point where just individual elements of a character, like your moe feeling for a certain element of a character, if that is in a show, and if you can buy merchandise of that idea or that you know style then the show itself doesn't have to be good. And the fans will even refer to it as if it is good. They will not talk about the, the writing quality or anything. They'll just say, oh, this girl is Moe. She has cat ears. Isn't that awesome? And that is so depressing because it basically means, yeah, the writers don't have to make good shows. Yeah. Just include these elements and it will be successful. I know, like, I know he tries to literally say, hey, maybe we should be snobbish about this. Yeah, I totally agree with there is nothing wrong with being snobbish about entertainment, I feel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what was it? Uh, okay, never mind. What I was thinking was an entirely non-sequitur thing from that. But, uh, yeah. Hmm. I also like kind of points out, I mean, he this is, again, he, he thinks up really quickly. He doesn't develop it. And I think you could write a whole book about this. But he does point out that, like, there is a, a right-wing spirit to Super Robot anime. Oh. Which you very easily exploit for parody, but I would love to, to hear more about that. Right-wing spirit. Yeah, I can totally see, like, the sort of right-wing spirit where you have to man the fuck up and just fight yeah. your enemies and blow them up. Like Gurren Lagann, they're constantly talking about, you have to be a man, you have to use your drill, 
your phallus to defeat the phallus. So I was like, when is he going to say it? When are we going to say phallic symbols or pierce the phallus, pierce the sky with your phallus? Like, sky you know, is vagina. Yeah. Uh, no, that guy's really interesting. I just get the feeling that a lot of his points are really general. And, but as somebody who doesn't read a lot of academia, I don't know if that's just usually the case. Hmm. I mean, like, I know he wrote that book specifically for a general audience. So, like, he well, didn't want to, like, tie it down too much. And I feel like what you say about it being general is probably, like, I feel like the m- most of the criticism against him comes out. It's like, this is really general. This is not that serious. Because a lot of people don't take him too seriously in academia, from what I understand. Is there, like, a culture of anime academia in Japan? Because he doesn't seem to really cite any other academics. Well, not, like, you know, he doesn't cite any other academics to do with anime. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's, that's kind of, I feel like that's just kind of a general thing when it comes to anime academia is they always kind of fall back on, like, the other literary critics like Zizek and like Derrida um, and all these other people who just, people just generally fall back on for literary criticism and filmic criticism. But I mean, like, yeah, I, I don't remember him citing a lot of different people. They like use all these other models and theories. But I mean, like, I feel as though it's kind of at the point where they're trying to make their own theories. That's kind of where I feel as though anime criticism... Like, I thought that um, within Azuma that he'd cite more Japanese people, but I, I, I guess, like, I might be remembering wrong that maybe he didn't. But, uh, yeah. Well, it's weird because he seems to, like, it, he really does seem to suggest in that book that anime is almost lacking currently in, like, any kind of art form. You know what I mean? Like, he sort of, he, he says a lot about otaku culture and where that's going, but he makes it sound almost like there were no shows made after Evangelion that were really worth any literary merit. The only thing he seems to talk about, you know, recently that he seems to find, uh, you know, worthy of discussion is Ghost in the Shell. Ah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's probably him being a little overtly cynical. I think so, which I do not blame him for. I, I like that he's willing to be cynical and snobbish. But I do he... like, huh? Oh, go on. Uh, I was just about to mention Fractale in relationship yeah. to that. Yeah, that he he tried to make his own anime, didn't he? He produced that or he directed it? Uh, he didn't direct it. Uh, he was in the production team, and okay. um, I don't I don't know how big his role was. To be honest, I felt as though like he wasn't like the most creatively controlled because he did just come out and say, "Is like, man, I'm really disappointed in this." Wandering Sun is so much better than our show. Because oh, it really? came out in the same season as Wandering Sun. Man. See, I thought Wandering Sun was a good show, but uh, that's not a show I can really show anybody because it just starts completely in media res. You know, it starts like halfway through the manga. And they don't really explain much that came before it until later. I showed it to my friend. Um, and he loved every moment of it. Like, I didn't show him the whole show. But I showed him like one or two episodes, and he's like, "This is absolutely fantastic. You should show yep. me more." And I didn't because we just forgot. Well, Vertical released the manga, so yeah, well, that's. 
I'm going to be right back. I'm going to get a power charger. All right. But I mean, like, I guess talking more about Wandering Sun, the guy who I also showed it to already had an interest in queer theory and things like that. So, so I mean, That's like, I, it already really well directed. Mm-hmm. I love the art, and I think that show was really well directed. I love the art. I think the characterization is good. But it's been a while since I saw it, but it, it did not seem to me like a really realistic like view of queer theory, but then it's been a while since, since I did watch it. But like, I don't remember any sense of prejudice towards people who are transgendered in that show. Yeah, that's that's um, I've probably the most that I've read against this show. It's like, it sort of creates this sort of fantasy land where people can accept them and just kind of hints at prejudice. Yeah. Really... Most modern like BL manga in Japan does that. The only stuff that I can think of that doesn't, that does like tackle prejudice head on, tends to be stuff from like the the early days of BL, like seventies, um, seventies, yeah, like Kiko Takamiya's stuff, like the Song of the Wind and Trees, uh, you know, Kazi Tuki no Uta. That yeah. stuff, it's not set in like modern day Japan. It's set in this kind of fantastical Prussia, usually, or romantic places, or like sci-fi stuff, like um. God, what's that one called about like the slave people? Um, uh, I don't know about it, but I feel like I feel like I've heard about what you're talking about. Oh, it's pretty good actually. It's kind of like a cyberpunk dystopic thing. Oh well, it's talking about robots. It's like AI robots ruling the world. Like yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Hmm. Kind of kind of off tangent, but back on. Hiroki Ozma. I feel like Ozma. I feel like he's he's probably as cynical as us sometimes, and he's yeah. just like, "What's what's coming out? Let's look at the anime season." Nope, 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 nope. Yeah, it's a pity that his show did not turn out very good. Apparently, yeah, the show. I don't want to say that it was just straight up trash. But I mean, like I feel as though any time I have to say it's not straight up trash, guys. Straight up trash. It's not good. <laughs> it probably is. I mean, not entirely trash, but it's not good. Not good. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I, I feel like the stuff that I tend to enjoy the most in modern anime tends to be things based off novels, like not light novels. That, that is just as bad as most other anime, but stuff just based off novels tends yeah. to be. Good. From like the new from world. New world. I was about to say. It's fucking like great. It is so much better than anything else I've been watching week to week, and I would say the last couple of years. Like it just, it doesn't feel like any other anime. I mean, the the character designs are pretty anime, but there's no like opening song. There's just this like, there's this sense of foreboding to everything in it. All the characters, you know. They all feel kind of fucked up, and like you can't really trust any of them. And it just has this really eerie feeling that you just don't get from most anime shows. I'm really impressed by it so far. Yeah, I heard the novel was a really well respected novel. So. Yeah, a really well respected like sci-fi novel, which yeah. I just don't know much about. Um, you know, sci-fi literature. Not much of it is translated, and there isn't as much overlap as you would think between sci-fi. Japanese literature and anime, 
Like if you look at the really popular um, Japanese sci-fi offers, most of their stuff has not been adapted into anime shows. Like if you look at say the guy who um, did the novel that like the girl who time was based off, that's like the only thing he's done that's been adapted into an anime. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I be I'm kind of just thinking right now is like what like what is the crossover between Japanese literature and anime cuz there really isn't that much cuz I was just looking at like some iconic stories, right? That that you know or like or what modern Japanese literature is good or or like, like the really important stuff like um Soseki and uh Mishima yeah Mishima and stuff like that I was like there there really isn't a lot anime in terms of like what is uh Soseki's uh story since about K and Sensei it's like no nah, there's 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 not really any there's this one that I can think of that was like an adaptation of a Soseki thing but that was like a part of some sort of like collection that yeah. wasn't like a series or a movie Although I do understand that there are more like live action movies made of these books, and, and that stuff. makes sense because I mean it does seem like anime. Well, actually, I don't know. It, I was thinking this is kind of a tangent, but I was thinking about this yesterday. <clears throat> you know, it is true that anime as a whole is getting more and more nerdy and niche and otaku centric. But at the same time, whenever you look at like the top grossing films in Japan every year, usually they're based off manga. And often they're, based, they're actually just anime themselves. I mean, this year, the two highest grossing movies at Japanese box office was Evangelion 3.0 and One PC. Like, that is crazy to me. I would never have thought that Evangelion would have a large enough audience to be the second highest grossing Japanese film this year. Hmm. I feel like movie culture is different over there because like movie culture here is like everybody can go to the cinema. Mostly, mostly everybody can go to the cinema because tickets are like four to seven dollars. Like that's it. And like Japan, it's like 30 from what I understand. Uh, See that I was wondering about that because I mean, I have heard that like they do have these things called road shows in Japan for a lot of their films. Where it's literally like the movies are shown like in one city and then in another, oh. and they're shown. So basically, like what America was doing in like the 30s and 40s and, and exactly. before then. Yeah, that's probably how like most anime films are shown over there. But still, I mean, even if you take that into account, two anime films being the highest grossing, you know, of the year, that still suggests some kind of mainstream success or at least a large and profitable, you know, audience. I don't know. I mean, like, I mean, like, I guess that that could be true. But I mean, I wonder if they have like the sort of same monopolization that they have of their film industry, because it seems like a lot of Japanese live action films that are made are like these smaller independent productions. And like, I feel like there's more of an infrastructure for like mass release for these anime movies. And I feel like they're like mass release in terms of everybody goes out in all these theaters would be like these shitty movies with pop idols and um like anime. This is just guess. I don't know if it's true, but that's what it feels like because I've seen good Japanese live action movies and this is like okay, well, 
Why is that not beating Evangelion? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense to me. But I, I mean, either you're right, and it's just their film going audience is just much smaller than ours, and much more, you know, a dedicated fan base. Or somehow Evangelion is mainstream. Which... Well, I mean, I've always felt that Evangelion was mainstream over there. Like, that was just something I assumed. Jonathan Clements said that, like, he, Jonathan Clements argues it is, and he says that when there was that big power outage in Japan after the tsunami, that when there was, like, um, energy-saving initiatives, the hashtag for it was Operation Yashima. <laughs> <laughs> that is just I that is <laughs> yes 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 I mean clearly I mean okay from what I know like the highest grossing Japanese film like the best they've done at the box office is um, Spirited Away right in Japan I mean I, I feel like internationally that could be true that, that's I don't know what about I, specifically them I mean, that just, it does suggest that as much as, you know, anime as a medium is getting smaller in some ways, it's still, you know, there is still a large audience for animation in Japan. Yeah, I mean, like, I feel like, I mean, the way we talk about anime, it's almost like their national cinema, which kind of makes me feel naughty whenever I say that, because it feels kind of messed up almost. Kind of, not entirely, but I like. I feel like I'm entering into some territory where I should be careful about what I say. Because we don't know, and like, I would love more information on like how Japanese fandom operates. And I, I'm like very, I'm extremely fascinated by like Japanese Gundam fandom, and specifically like how they react to these new shows. Like, I will go on Amazon Japan and be like, I wonder what star rating Gundam Seed Destiny has. <laughs> One star. <laughs> and, like, mm. you know. So, unless I, I. But, you know, I don't know Japanese, so I can't really get a good feel for it. Yeah, gotta, gotta go study it like me. Nihongo o ben. No, isho ni benkyo shimasen ka? <laughs> okay, all right. I I, I felt I felt kind of dirty saying that, so I'm not gonna not gonna speak Japanese anymore on this podcast. I was disturbed a little bit. I just I just felt like my balls fell off, and I lost my gun, you which became- I need to have my balls. Like my gun got revoked because I said that. Yeah. <laughs> American. <laughs> I got a brother. I got a gun. I can kill people now. I define manhood by how many people you killed. For no reason. (laughs) Okay, alright. We should probably stop making gun jokes. Treading in dangerous water. Treading into dangerous water. Uh, I just looked up, like, Japan cinema and like just like in the middle of the page it's just like angel's egg nausicaa and then just like tons of anime yeah that 
shows how skewed a vision we have of their film industry when Angel's Egg is on that list. People in Japan don't remember Angel's Egg. <laughs> yes, it's like Wikipedia. What is this? Why are you talking about Angel's Egg? I don't understand. Thought you were supposed to be not awful, or at least not as awful, but whatever. Whatever. It's free. Ah, oh, yeah. man, speaking of Wikipedia, I, I kind of... I, I like that um, donation run they were doing, and they just have the faces of all the people who were working at Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. Did you see that thing where they had, like... Serial killers and hillbillies. <laughs> and I remember there's this one thing, this one picture that I saw. There's a guy... He's he just had his arms crossed, and it was like the Wikipedia page for Sundare, and there is like the girl from Ore Emo, right? And she just had her arms crossed, like the same look in the same position, and they're just like, yeah, this guy is Sundare, just like this main girl from Ore Emo. All right, I'm gonna read out the top five highest-grossing Japanese films in Japan. All right. Number one, Spirited Away. Okay. Anime. Number two, Titanic. Okay. A given. Like, that's popular everywhere. Number three, Harry Potter. Also a given. Number four, Howl's Moving Castle. Another anime. And number five, Princess Mononoke. So, you know, three of those films are anime. Miyazaki anime. That's true. They're, they're Ghibli, so I guess that's different. But still... Titanic and Harry Potter. That's yeah. their competition. Okay. Yeah. Uh, man, I feel like... I feel like a lot of the great Japanese live actions... Like... The the main audience for them... This kind of seems to be like the sort of art house crowd. Like... Yeah. The, the cinephiles... In Europe and the Americas. Even though the, they're pretty the, Japanese. The Departures, to me, felt like a very mainstream film. Yeah. Um, I think you're right that there's probably a lot of films released that are like some J-pop idol. And, you know, people falling in love, and then maybe a girl dies. And so I'm like, Ray-san, how could you leave me? And then it ends. I, I get the person there's a lot of like, melodramatic stuff. Melodramatic love stories. That might be like their mainstream cinema. Yeah. I mean, like, I feel like I kind of just feel like so confused as to what can be considered mainstream that's not anime, because oftentimes the movies that we get released in the States are based on on anime. No, 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 no. Like that are outside of anime are like these really, really low budget. And, you know, I'll say it's shitty horror flicks that like have the sort of built-in audience of oh man this is this is pretty fucking crazy this is some Takeshi Miike really hilariously low budget because instead of having a man stick to the like uh, like in an action scene of a car and like grabbing on hold to the back mirror it's it's just a cutout of a man and it's obviously a cutout of a man and the joke is that it's really low budget it's like, like that's 
that was like my first exposure to like Japanese live action movies. Yeah, same. Pretty much the same with me. It's like I feel bad for you. And like I was reading I was reading like the first couple of pages of Susan Napier's book from way back way back before and it was just like and then the decline in Japanese live action films came and anime came to dominate. It was really sad to see the prominence and uh um, I guess seriousness of the live action yeah. industry fall. What's going on? Hmm? Susan Napier's voice is like a husky transsexual. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I was I was I was channeling the powers of Jan Scott Fraser for a moment. Uh, yeah. Okay, that's a little mean again. <laughs> a little mean. Sorry. Sorry if you're listening, Jan Scott Fraser. But I'm I'm not sure that was the best choice looking back. Just just saying. It's it's okay. That really uh, works. She has a lot of great stories. And she does. She does. So Yeah. But this is like okay, I guess I guess maybe there is truth to what you're saying, Napier San. I I don't want to admit it. Maybe you're right here. Maybe you're right. But, uh, man, that's kind of sad. I kind of feel sad that, I mean, like, not to hate on Spirited Away or anything, mm. but, the, like, like, those are the gross-topping films. I don't really like Spirited Away that much. I, like, I don't really I, like it either. I like Princess Mononoke. That's a hard movie to dislike. I don't remember it. Uh, you should, uh, you should rewatch it. It's good. It's got lots of pretty imagery. It's got talking boars. We want to murder the capitalists. I remember it was on Turner Classic Movies when they were doing like a Miyazaki month or something. That was a really good month. Or Miyazaki week. That was a really good week. They even showed um, Only Yesterday on there. Yeah, man. It's really hit me recently that like Only Yesterday is like the Japanese equivalent of Tree of Life. <laughs> I haven't seen Tree of Life. Like Tree of Life... I mean, Only Yesterday is less pretentious and probably a better film. But Tree of Life is this film that is all about the creation of the universe intercut with, like, the Midwestern American experience in the 1950s. And there's lots of, like, wide shots of agriculture and, like, sort of people talking into the camera and it, it moves between different time periods. And Only Yesterday is kind of the same. Like, there's lots of wide shots of nature. There's, like, lots of shots of farmers just staring at the screen. At the screen. <laughs> I think uh, Adam, maybe he is like the Japanese equivalent of Terence Malick. Like they're both really preoccupied with nature, and I think the way they kind of, you know, the, the way they shoot nature is really similar, and the way they manipulate time. Maybe like we should get Terence Malick fans to watch Isao Takahata movies. Yeah, do this. I don't know. The, I don't know the way the way you describe people looking into the camera. I don't really remember that part. Of only uh, yesterday, but um, um, I remember I watched a little bit of Tokyo Story, and like that exact framing of people literally just looking into the camera. Yeah, it is looking. like, "Hi, Asian kid, stop staring into the camera, please." It felt almost unnatural, but like the guy who did Tokyo Story, like a lot of his stuff has that, uh, like people just staring point blank into the screen. 
I need to watch that movie. Because I can. I really do, like, in film class, I, I do kind of want to show people some of this anime stuff and be like, if you like Terrence Malick, you like this dude, but I don't want to be that pushy guy. I don't want to be that guy. My professor's kind of like that. And she's like, now let's watch significant portions of the now Voyager and the huh. famous smoking scene. And, and now... Let's uh let's let's talk about um what I like to call uh Top Gun One Captains of the Clouds Warner Bros. about Canadian firefighters. I mean <laughs> plane fighters, dog fighters, plane flyers, pilots. But, uh, I kinda wanna see Captains of the Clouds now. Cause it really does seem like Top Gun One. Yeah. Hello? That dead silence will be cut out. <laughs> no. No, dead silence must stay in. This is this is just like this is dead time. I'm reading a newspaper. <laughs> uh, we're just we're just gonna keep the camera on me as I read this newspaper. Then we cut to kids just sitting around not even playing basketball, just sitting there with basketball in hand, staring off into the distance. I'm gonna be. That on. is how we make modern movies. Am I right? Am I right? Yeah, I'm right. A lot of dead time. Oh, what was it? Oh man, I can't. Damn it! Oh man, I was I was just just thinking. There is this awesome. Awesome Mexican movie I saw in a Hispanic cinema class, and it was great. I'm back. Oh, okay. Okay, you're there? Yep. You're not there? I'm here. Okay, I, I gotta start over. I can't remember. can't remember what it was called, but it was awesome. It was this awesome Mexican movie, and it was just like, awesome, because there's this guy, he was a pizza boy, and he was like, oh my god, I gotta... Gotta get there on time. I gotta run there. And then there's all these snot-nosed kids. Just like, I'm not gonna pay you. And he's like, well, then I'm not leaving. Then they sit around and talk about divorce. And Pizza Man's just like, ugh, I hate my life. And the kids are just like, man, divorce sucks. And I'm just like, what's so bad about parents getting divorced? I never really had a problem with it. Yeah. Um nom nom. Um nom 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 nom. Man, I wanna I wanna find that Mexican movie we watched. Cause it was great. Mexico. I actually kinda wonder, does like what would Mexican animation be like? Or what would just it would Hispanic be like animation Mazinger's be like? Hmm? It would be exactly like Mazinger's Ed. <laughs> it would. That would be amazing. If Mexico had like an anim had an animation budget or Culture. It'd be awesome. They would make the most badass shows. Like, fuck anime. This show is about a dude wearing a sombrero who pilots a Mexico Gundam. <laughs> you gotta free the Mexico colonies from the Republic of America. Great. I love it. I want more. Mm. 
Membership. I don't know. As much as I'd like to believe that is true, like, Latin America is also super, super, super liberal. Is it? Yeah. I mean, like, they're pretty Catholic. Yeah, like, like in some in... senses, they're they're pretty conservative. But I mean, like, like their films are super liberal, and there's yeah, like this whole history think... of communism that's like super strong there too. So I mean, like, I guess maybe I'm not exactly giving it a fair shake, but I mean, like, fair shake of the hand. But I mean, like, all the accounts that I've read suggest that they're they're fairly liberal. I mean, like, yeah, but like America's conservative on a lot of things, but... If you got all your ideas of America from the film industry, you would think that was some, like, gay utopia. <laughs> like, a film industry does not necessarily mean that the entire country is liberal. Well, but I mean, it's not just that. It's just that, that people I've met and stuff. And my Colombian professor. So. Oh, I... It seems like... It's, I don't know, that seems like a pretty, I, how, I, the Mexican population in America does not seem very liberal. That is, that is also true. They, they tend to be a bit more conservative, but I mean, they also voted for Obongo. Yep. That's because Republicans did everything in their power to not have Mexicans vote. <laughs> that is also true. It is very true. Oh, man. I need to go to Mexico. I just need to straight up go. Go there and found an animation studio. Yes. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Remember in, Maz- in Shin Mazinger, there was like that Mexican dude with the miniguns? Oh, yeah. <laughs> just imagine Shin, you know, Shin Mazinger with him as a main character. It'd be the best. Yeah. I wouldn't be an anime fan anymore. I'd be an L Animu fan. <laughs> I just... I just wonder if I could find anybody to make that. I mean, maybe I probably could, because Spanish anime fans are kind of crazy. I've listened to their podcasts. <laughs> Aren't they all like, the first Mazinger's Dead is the best thing ever created, and Shin Mazinger <laughs> is a sin. No. All I hear is, like, Grandizer fandom in, like, Arabic countries is, like, the most terrifying thing. Only overshadowed by Mazinger fandom in like Spain and Mexico. <laughs> and the style surrounding it. I don't remember, but I remember I like I remember when I tried to study Spanish by checking out Spanish anime fandom. And it was just like majority like listening to the podcast, it was just like all the songs from like these shitty I think I think I heard like a Neko Mimi song or something. And I was just like, no, this is... Oh, don't don't destroy my view of Mexican anime fandom. It's <laughs> all Zinger and nothing else. Let, let, me, let me look up. Foros de anime. <laughs> I want to believe this is like a, a mecha utopia. You go there and they're all just like... We have Mazinger conventions. I need to get back on all these Spanish forums. Do you think that like... Because they speak the same language in like Mexico and Spain, there's like overlap on the internet, on the Spanish-speaking internet. Um, that's what I that's what I never really figured out. Um, I mean, like, I was 
eventually when I was like looking for them, I was specifically looking for like forums of Argentina, forums of Chile, forums of uh, Mexico, and like those seem a lot smaller. I mean, like I guess there may be some overlap, but um, like I can't really say because like I never really spent enough time to figure it out. Maybe, maybe, but I never really. I'm, I'm we should gonna really get on. like four chans for every language because I want to see some like French memes and Spanish memes. Like, do they even have memes in other languages? Yeah, yeah, they do. All, I, all my Mexican friends, like from Mexico, just straight up post memes all the time. And it's like the same memes, just in Spanish. <laughs> okay. Oh, of course, occasionally there would be like, um, there'd be like, like this is tacos and and these are this is bullshit. And it's like, like, like a real Spanish taco. It's like real, and then like tacos from Taco Bell. It's like this is bullshit. Chingaderas. That's the word. Yeah. Uh, son tacos, and then and it's like son chingaderas, and it's like a Taco Bell taco, and I was like, okay, all right, this is great. I appreciate these memes. But, uh, yeah. It's like, I can't, I can't figure out whether, like, like, which one of these forums, like, are actually popular. Yeah. That's, that's my thing with forums, is like, which ones actually represent the population I want to look at? Because there's tons of forums out there. And, um, I'm not really sure. Like, in English-speaking internets, people don't use forums anymore. They use Facebook and Tumblr. That's true. That's true. And I bet I bet Spaniards have probably done the same, and Hispanics have probably done the same. Uh, I'm seeing a lot of sword art online on this Argentinian forum. Of course. Man, that show is popular. Oh, they have a thread on From the New Worlds. Alright. I don't really know, like, what the perception of that show has been. Like, if it even has a large fandom in English or anything. I just see people freaking out about the gay characters and not really saying anything else about it. Which makes me sad. Like, I haven't seen any discussion on that show. Hmm. It, it looks like... It, it, it looks like the the response on these Foros de Argentina are, is pretty positive. But I mean, I'm also not really reading Spanish intensely enough to, to actually get figure out what they're saying, because it's been a while since I've actually studied this. So. Okay. Yeah. Alright. So I'm a, little bit, I'm a little bit distracted by my cat right now, who is... Uh, and what you made stroker. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> oh, she's so pretty. Uh, yeah, but. These fans don't seem that much different from, from American yeah, that's fans. All the same bullshit. That's all, all the same. We, like, we also have no perception of, like, the Chinese internet, which is apparently, you know, huge. Yeah. Like, there's like a huge boom in, you know, online ebooks in China, stuff like that. Hmm. 
But I get all my news of China from This American Life, so I don't know. Oh, that's that's true. Ira Glass tells me all I need to know. Got this quote-unquote friend on Skype who's from China, quote-unquote. And she's just like, China's awesome! Is that the person with the uh, blogspot? Yeah, well, not the blogspot, but the shitty shoujo WordPress. Well, it's you not shitty, I should... Go for that thing. Killing yourself, shitty. Yeah, that's true. You wrote about the greatest shoujo manga of all. The one that's barely shoujo. Which one? The one that was by Harutoshi Fukui. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Guys, like, I don't know. I'm going to have some military shit in this. I can't really <laughs> write about schoolgirls. Uh, and then, the secret agents appeared. <laughs> I want to reread that and just be like, this is the greatest shoujo ever made. Like a live action version of the movie that it is a spin off to. And, There's uh, a live action version to that? Kinda, like it's a spin off to this thing he did. And uh, there is a movie based on the original. Hmm. I've been subtitled, so. Okay, I guess I have to watch this. Yeah, I'd, well, I actually watched it. Well, I watched parts of it on YouTube, but it just seemed to be old Japanese men with guns <laughs> making speeches. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Okay. Hmm. All right. I guess we got some silence going on. <laughs> Sorry. Give me the strategy with my goddamn cat. It's it's okay. I don't really know what to talk about either at this point. And we've been going on for a good hour. Are we uh? We gonna watch anything for like Guru? We gonna be yeah. Kaiba Tokyo okay, Godfathers? Yeah, let's go ahead and just set in stone that we're gonna watch Kaiba. All right, cool. Want to do that next, or we can do Tokyo Godfathers next because it's Christmas related. Yeah, Tokyo Godfathers sounds we good. Already, already reviewed Gundam Double O Eighty, so yeah, it's true. We gotta rewatch Double O Eighty Three, the best Christmas anime ever made. Just... Animu ever made. Animu ever made. Oh man, I'm excited to watch Tokyo Godfathers again. That movie is great. I fucking yeah. love that. The Dream Machine? Oh yeah, they were making that. Yeah, but I don't think it's ever... I don't think that movie's ever going to be finished. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, if it never gets finished, I'd be fine with that. Yeah. I'm... It's just depressing. Like you can't really watch Paprika or Paprika anymore without feeling sad. Because that movie is such like a love letter to filmmaking in general. That movie takes on like a whole new emotional impact that it didn't used to have. Yeah. It's like like I don't really know if I could watch a Millennium Actress again, and that's I love that movie. You know, I just had the worst experience of that film, and I wish. I, I watched it on this, this really shitty manga release. These really mistimed, awful dub titles. So I really couldn't appreciate that film in a way some other people did. Yeah. It sucks, because a lot of people are like, that's the best Toshi Khan movie. And I'm like, maybe it was, but I did not enjoy that experience whatsoever. So. I mean, I had like, I had probably the best experience with that. I watched it with my best friend. And like, I can't ever reclaim that again, so... 
Sounds pretty good. Yeah. Made me cry at the end. It even made me cry, and I I had a shitty version of it. So. Uh, maybe we should get around to it at some point, but I, I can't do it. Yeah. I can't do it soon. I have to wait a while. Maybe a year. I think we so. Paprika before that one, because I've seen Paprika enough times to uh, review it, I think. Same. I've, I've, I think I've seen it probably like nine times. Wow. All right. That is that's a lot. No, probably more like seven. <laughs> it was a wor- It was a buy worth making. Jesus, yeah. I watch rewatch things. It is fantastic. They show on film four every now and then here, and I always try and get people to watch it when it's on. But I don't think the ratings are very good for it over here. Mm. Do a lot okay. of people watch film four over there? Yeah, I would say so. It's um like it's not part of the movie package, so. More people watch it in Sky Movies, at least. Oh, okay. I mean, like, like you guys have like basic TV that everyone has, right? Yeah, we have like the free BBC channels and Channel Four, and then we have Sky TV, which is you know Rupert Murdoch's thing, and there's like different levels of Sky okay. TV. Okay, so that's okay. That's like your pay TV. Yeah. We have like we have like some. National stations like CBS, ABC, I think, yeah, ABC is one of them, Fox, and then, like, there's, like, OETA, or, well, I mean, like, PBS, our local branch is called OETA, and that's, that's a little regional, because, I mean, like, there's, like, that just, like, public broadcasting, and then, and each thing has its own program, each state kind of has their own programming. It sounds like the only channels you really want in America are AMC and HBO, and then you're set. All you want. I never had HBO. Oh. Never had it. I would. I mean, like, all I do is watch Cartoon Network whenever I get a chance to watch TV. That show was fucking great. Hmm. They're showing Adventure Time. That show was fucking great. Yep. Love that show. And I take time out of my day. Like, I'm grinding on RuneScape, and then I was like, Adventure Time. I may be grinding, but fuck that shit off. Yeah, you can do watch both. TV. Hmm? You can do both, I think. Pretty easy I, to, to grind. I I can. Don't get me wrong, I totally can. Because there, there's points where all I'm doing is clicking two buttons. Well, you know, I'm playing Mass Effect, by the way, for like what must be the ninth time. <laughs> It's getting to the point where I almost find it depressing to play Mass Effect. So I'm like, how much of my life is being spent on this game? At least, like, five days. It's okay. I've spent, like, at least, like, 80 days on RuneScape. But that's, like, an error. At least you're meant to spend that long on it. This is, like, a single-player experience that I continue to relive because I know no other game will be as special to me. It's okay. I've probably spent at least a good, like... Week and a half on Skyrim. Alright, that makes it a little bit better. A little bit. A little bit. But I've kind of gotten to the point where I just can't play Skyrim anymore. Because I've just done too much. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'm basically done. I could probably uninstall and be happy. No. Just like, I've done everything. Now everyone must die. Yeah, I finally did the Empire storyline. And I just felt bad, because I'm like, no, the Empire. 
I played some Assassin's Creed Three. How was that? That was some good racist apologism. <laughs> My friend's been raving on and on about that game. He's like, "No, nah, it's not as racist. It's it's okay." I was like, "I'm gonna trust Andrew's word on it." Is it's just Americans are so not used to people putting out anything about the founding fathers that is negative that any suggestion of them being negative in this game, and it is a very small suggestion, Ruby was like, oh my god, it's so amazing. They really they really point out like how the founding fathers weren't saints. Like, no, they do not. They like they make a passing suggestion that maybe they were not gods. And yeah. Then they're like, gods again. That game angers me so fucking much. And like they do they do ignore historical facts in that game. And like there's a whole conversation where the founding fathers are like, you know, it's not that we like slavery. We hate slavery. It's just, you know, we gotta wait until the war is done to get rid of it. And uh just like fuck that game, man. <laughs> Alright. And there's only, like there's like suggestions that they only like attack the Native Americans because of the war effort and stuff. No, it's not at all the truth. Like, even before the you know American War for Independence, they were, you know they were wanting like, Indian land. At governors, they were like you know burning crops. You know, I mean the amount of fucked up things that the founding fathers did, even before the War of Independence. Yeah, it's just the game let let left a bad taste in my mouth. <laughs> yeah, that's like I don't feel bad about not ever playing Assassin's Creed. Yeah, they're not really that good. I mean, the gameplay is fun, and tomahawking redcoats is incredibly satisfying, but... Yeah. Also, just the game ends in a really hilariously anticlimactic way. Oh, really? How does it end? Uh, it's basically the ending of Shard's Counterattack. Like, they keep building up how, like, the world's gonna be destroyed by, like, I don't know, the sun or something. What? And then... <laughs> Green space dust protects the earth with magic. It's terrible. I want to look up. I'm going to look up like a YouTube ending to this right now. So sudden and awful. And it ended, and I just laughed. I was like, "What the fuck?" Another game has a Shars counterattack ending. Because <laughs> like Mass Effect Three ended in the same way, with like green psycho mood dust spreading. Ah, uh, just. Why are all these game developers watching Char's Counterattack deciding to ending their games that way? What? This is... Why are there holograms of aliens? There's a lot of... Listen, Jeff. Listen. The dark path you'd not want to go down. The path of Assassin's Creed mythology. It is not worth knowing anything about. I want to see this green space dust coming. I want to see the tea for Tamino. Going down a dangerous path. Once you learn about the space ghosts in Assassin's Creed. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) Does does this go to, like, the modern time? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's... What? It's his whole retarded plot about like space aliens and how like the Illuminati and the Templars are at war. <laughs> it's really dumb. I don't want to explain it. I feel dumb trying to explain it. 
Nobody told me about that. Because no one really wants to admit that it's there. <laughs> my friend who was just like, oh my god, Assassin's Creed 3 is such a good game, never mentioned anything about that. Everyone admits that that, is, that stuff is shit. I don't know why it's in there. Like, It should just be a badass historical epic, but nope. Gotta have space aliens and space... <laughs> And like the Illuminati, and <laughs> like they basically just went on the paranormal board of 4chan, I think, and went, yeah, well, we'll put this in our game. I mean, it sounds like they just they're just like Shara's Counterattack. That's a pretty good movie. Let's reference that. Hello. Hello. Yeah, I'm here. Okay, yeah. T for Tamino. Best ending Best. ever. Standing ever. Let's just all repeat it until the end of time. Man, what time is it over there? It's, it's pretty early for me. It's 3 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, for like the past week, I've been going to bed at like 7. Yeah, it's kind of depressing when you're going to bed before me. <laughs> well, I mean, I also had finals. So. Oh, yeah, no. I'm just saying, when I'm... When you're saying, like, I'm going to go to bed now, Andrew, I'm like, okay, I'm still up for some reason. Are the birds having domestic issues? It's winter. You know, the birds, they don't have the energy to fight. I think. Okay, that's probably good. Probably good. Whoa, I can hear myself. Echo? Yeah. Yeah. But it's just, like, one thing I can hear after I stop. I'll put headphones in. Alright. Do. We should probably end the podcast now. <laughs> I don't even know what this is for. I think this should be AG episode 51. Uh, sure. It's up to you. Oh, by the way, The Hobbit sucked. Fuck that movie. Huh? Good. The Hobbit sucked. That was a uh, bad piece of shit. Record Ralph. I like it. I felt as though I was a bit overhyped for it, but like it was everything I expected. With AKB forty eight, so my like knowledge of that movie's reception is mostly negative, so maybe I'll go in expecting it to be bad and enjoy it. Well I actually thought it would be more cutesy than it was. I mean like it got like Super, super cutesy whenever they went to Sugar Rush. And, uh, they went to AKB48 land, as I shall call it. But, uh, I mean, up until then, it was just like, this is a pretty cute story. Then it just got super J-pop cute, but yeah. Anyways, peace, brothers! Wait, do we want to, like, clap or scream like we did last time? Sure. You want to, you want to scream? I cannot scream at 3 a.m., no. Okay, all right. I don't know if I can get a clap sound, but let's let's do this, all right. Want to clap? Okay, on three, two, one. Yeah. I like the that for no reason. Like, we're not, there's no technical reason to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ending the recording.
representing for the principality of Zion. Killing all these rappers with a flow coated than Freon. Yeah, I'm prime time with it like Dion. Richie trying to shine like that beam saber neon. Yeah, I'm just doing what I'm supposed to do. These rappers taking shots, what you thought I wouldn't notice you. Them shots you taking, I suggest you focus on the photo shoots before you make me hop in that Zaku mobile suit. Find out where you are in charge with max velocity and spit a large amount of bars with shards ferocity. Richie kill them all, I don't need to drop a colony. Illest of them all with a new type philosophy. Running through my veins, so I'm yelling, Steve Zeon. If you didn't know my name, turn your TV on. Richie in the heat of the battle. Causing fatality, so pay attention while I represent my principality. Came from the bottom, now I made it to the top. New type flow, I'm the hottest on the block. Somebody tell these haters that I'm never gonna stop. Till I kill them all like a colony drop. I'm yelling out, seek Zion, seek Zion. Yeah, I'm yelling out, seek Zion, seek Zion, seek Zion. The competition ain't on the level that we on. Yeah, I spit a hot barrage A dope flow that'll leave these haters dropping jobs While the battle rages on, no stop or pause I think outside the box, I am not Laplace nah. In fact, I'm the rap game's full frontal Focused on victory, vision remains tunnel When they see me approach, they choke and start running Cause they know that I'm the legendary Shard second coming Every day I see these haters harboring Negative emotions, cause I'm on the brink of greatness Focus, never hard Hard to think, my frame of a villain, not Benaja Links. Before you run into battle with Richie, let me warn you. I will outmaneuver you like I'm in the Sinanju. And if you didn't know, my flow is vomit thick. I'm killing every track like a red comic kick. Richie came from the bottom, now I made it to the top. New type flow, I'm the hottest on the block. Somebody tell these haters that I'm never gonna stop. Till I kill them all like a colony drop. I'm yelling out, seek Zion. Ain't on the level that we are